0: Winston Preparatory School is a leading school network for students with learning disabilities. Learn more about Winston Prep and register for an open house at
2: www.winstonprep.edu.
0: And welcome to the show. We've been covering very closely what went on in the city of Stanford with a charter revision commission. I always have to slow down when I say that because I want to make sure I get the adjectives in the right order. The Charter Revision Commission, and it met with a tremendous amount of activism and enthusiasm for 18 months, they were apparently about to propose, and it's not even clear that they were necessarily going to propose specific charter revisions, but lo and behold, the rug was swept out right from under them and from under the democratic process as Mayor Caroline Simmons made a call to her buddies up in Hartford, and lo and behold, June 7th, the last day of the legislative session, uh, a little line was thrown into an otherwise bond budget bill, and people voted in the wee small hours of the morning to essentially prevent statewide any of these changes from seeing the light of day. In response to that, the city of Stanford and the people who represent the city of Stanford have been very angry. Now, not all of them, the vote was not unanimous, but we're gonna hear about what the Board of Representatives decided to do about it. Joining us now is Nina Sherwood, who represents District 8 in the Board of Representatives in Stanford. She was elected to that board in November of 2017. She is the vice chair of something called the Special Communications Committee, She's a member of the Land Use Urban Redevelopment Operations Outside Council, Public Safety, and a bunch of other committees. Uh, She happens to be an animal curator at the Stanford Museum of Nature Center, so we know where her heart lies. Nina Sherwood, thank you so much for coming on the Lisa Wexer Show today. Hello.
2: Hey, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. It's
0: an honor to be
2: here, and thank you for covering this.
0: I'm covering it very closely and, and pretty much daily as news developments happen. So- First of all, Nina, tell us a little bit about your involvement as a member of the Board of Representatives with these charter revision proposals.
2: Um, so I'm, I'm the majority leader on the board of reps. Today, I'm speaking as just uh, a member of the board. Um, but the 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 entire process has been a long and an open and public process process. Um, we started off by listening to uh, 60 people who applied to be on the Charter Revision Commission. Um, and uh, the Charter Revision Committee was able to select between seven and 15 people to be on the Charter Revision Commission to, uh, to draft changes to the charter. We decided as a committee that we wanted it to be as um, open and inclusive as possible. So we, uh, unlike previous charter revision um, commissions in Stanford, we opted to go with the largest group of people, which was 15. So 15 members of the public uh, were selected and worked for um, a year and a half uh, and met over 100 times (gasps) to create revisions to the charter to submit to the committee and the full board of representatives uh, for final approval. Previous charter revisions only had seven people on them.
0: So they met over a hundred times. That means sometimes they met over once a week.
2: Yeah. So there were, there's the 15 member charter revision commission, which had subcommittees. Mm -hmm. There was a government subcommittee. There was a land use subcommittee. There was a financial subcommittee. So different subcommittees met and then they met as a group, I believe, 26 times. Wow. And then,
0: So that's a tremendous amount of volunteer community involvement and input and caring about the direction of the city of Stanford.
2: Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. The people who were selected have worked really hard. Uh, They were selected because of their activism in the city, because of their engagement, because of their attendance at at various boards and commission meetings. Um, They were, I think the, the Charter Revision Committee really looked at the 60 applicants and we tried to pick the people who were most passionate about Stanford and who were most um, familiar with the, the, different, um, the different things that go on on our boards and commissions. Because We wanted to get regular people who had a really good sense of um, the effects that government has on, on the city of Stanford residents.
0: So let me ask you this, was there an effort sure. made or was there an acknowledgement made with respect to someone's political affiliation on the commission?
2: So, yeah, I mean, the, all boards and commissions by, uh, by state statute are required to have a certain number of majority party and a certain number of minority party. Um, I actually don't know if a charter revision commission is bound by those state statutes. But we as a committee and as a board wanted to, um, follow, generally follow those, those state statutes. So there is, um, representation from, uh, majority party, minority party. Uh, there's also a lot of independents. So, um, we didn't adhere. I, I can't remember exactly how many Democrats, how many Republicans, how many unaffiliated, but it's very, it's a very balanced.
0: We're chatting with Nina Sherwood about Stanford. She's a majority leader and speaking right now as as a member, as a board of representatives member in Stanford. Give us an idea how many how many people are on the board of representatives in Stanford, Nina? How many people are there? Forty. Forty. So it's relatively yeah. small for a city that is as big as Stanford. When you consider that uh, Fairfield can have as many as fifty six, or did, and now they have about forty. Uh, Westport has. I think just under forty, and Greenwich has over three hundred. So forty for a city of Stanford isn't even that many, really.
2: Well, it's it's interesting that you you say that, Lisa. Um, you yes, I guess you could say forty's not that many. However, um, the the cities that you mentioned, Stanford, I I wasn't aware of Westport, but Greenwich, we have some of the largest municipal le- legislative bodies in the state. Um, in fact, there are a number of people who uh, argue that the Stanford Board of Representatives is too large. That's ridiculous. Um, and it should, it should be smaller. Um, I, I tend to kind of appreciate your perspective. Um, I think, you know, the way that it is right now, the city's broken up into 20 districts, and each district gets two representatives. And, um, you know, I've, I've held this seat since 2017, and I can say uh, with my cohort, Annabelle Figueroa, that being in kind of a smaller district, you really have the ability to connect with your constituents and get a pulse on what they want. And like, for example, like Norwalk, I think there's 15 people in the, in the city's legislative council.
0: They have a common council. They have a different system. Yep. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of hard if you're a representative to be able to, to be that close and on the ground with your constituents, if you're representing, Um, a larger section of the city. So, uh, I think that this form of government is, um, or this form of legislative body is pretty responsive to the people, which I think is why it was designed this way.
0: So you had this charter revision commission. You're explaining they had over a hundred meetings within a space of 18 months, a very diligent search for these individuals who are clearly committed to the process and they decided that they wanted to do what, Nina Sherwood? What was important to them in terms of revising the charter? That they wanted, remember, not to do themselves, but to put in front of the people of City of Stanford and begin the argument as to why they thought these changes would be beneficial. What were the kinds of things they were looking at?
2: So you're, you're absolutely right. That was the goal. Um, the Board of Representatives not only selects the members of the charter commission, but the board of representatives also um, took requests from the administration, from other board members, from the board of finance, the board of ed, and from the public as to what is the what are the things that the charter revision commission is supposed to look at in the charter. So the board of representatives aggregated. I don't. I, it was hundreds and hundreds of requests. From all around the city, um, and we voted on I believe we voted to approve I think it was around a hundred wow. of them wow. um, to to go directly to the charter revision um, commission, and the commission went through each of those things to um, to to decide you know what if anything, they can do. Uh, about those things and address them in the charter, which would come to us now in a draft.
0: Nina, can you hang around so, another yeah. few minutes? I really want to yeah, continue yeah, this yeah, conversation. Yeah. It's Absolutely. really important conversation. Sure. I want everybody sure. to be understanding that this is fundamental democracy in our communities here in Fairfield County and throughout the state of Connecticut. And I know that the audience of our show and here on WICC, We care immensely about this kind of thing. So we're going to be right back with Nina Sherwood, who's in the trenches. She's the majority leader of the board of reps in Stanford to talk about the controversy that has now ensued as a result of a bill passed in the dead of night in Hartford. We'll be right back.
1: maladies, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juvederm.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states.
0: Uh, We have with us Nina Sherwood, who is the majority leader of the Board of Representatives of the City of Stanford. She is speaking in her capacity as a member of the Board of Representatives to give us the skinny on the process that occurred in Stanford leading up to this controversy surrounding what the Charter Revision Commission wanted to recommend. So, Nina, we're understanding you've explained the process. What were the controversial things that clearly the mayor of the city of Stanford, Caroline Simmons, was unhappy about and objected to?
2: Um, a lot of the land use stuff that was uh, that was proposed by the, the Charter Revision Commission. So um, the, the Board of Representatives, since I've been on the board in 2017, have had a number of land use appeals come to the Board of Representatives. That means uh, in our charter, which is Um, Unique to Stanford and Westport, the residents of the city of Stanford, if they do not like a zoning or planning decision that, um, that comes through via an application to the zoning or planning board requesting a change in zoning regulations. So if a developer has a piece of land and they want to um, add more density or build higher on a piece of property than the zoning regulations allow, they would go to the planning and zoning boards um, and they would request higher density for that site. And sometimes that would change if if the zoning board approved it, that would change uh, zoning in other parts of the city as well. And in our charter, unlike every city in the state, except for Westport, um, the residents of the city can collect signatures of landowners, which, if they, requ- if they get the uh, qualifying amount of signatures of landowners, the decision that the, the zoning board or the planning board made will now, instead of, um, will now be in an appeal process, which gets heard by the board of representatives. And the board of representatives decides whether or not to, um, to overturn the zoning board or not. Um, and this is an important this is an important provision in the charter because it 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 empowers the residents of the city to be able to directly participate in their government if mm-hmm. if they're upset about a decision. Um, whereas in other cities, residents, if they don't like a land use decision, they they have to collect potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars right. and go Divide to court. In court. Yep. very
0: different. and so. And they also sometimes have to show standing as an interested party. And if they're not an door neighbor, they can sometimes have difficulty getting into court. Correct. As opposed to, generally speaking, being unhappy about the direction of a map change or what's happening in their community. Right.
2: Correct. Mm -hmm. So the residents of Stanford have this ability, but the charter is not very clear. In 2022, the Supreme Court of the state of Connecticut literally told us, in in their opinion that a lot of the terms in our charter need to be well defined. Um, And so part of the charter revision, it was important for the committee and the commission to clarify those sections of the charter to, to obviously not get us into further litigation, but also for the residents of the city who have this right, but find it very, very difficult within 10 days of a zoning decision to be able to go out and collect signatures wow. of landowners. Ten
0: and days people, nothing.
2: Yeah. Wow. It, well, ten days is nothing, but the, the, actually the harder part is that people think, oh, we just have to find landowners. But who qualifies as a landowner? This is what the Charter Revision Commission solved for us. Hmm. They they put forward a draft which answers the questions of who's a landowner? Is it a condo owner? Is it a co-op owner? If, if there's two people who own a home and one person signs, but the other one that's on the deed did not sign, does that one person who signed count? Because in all of the cases that, we've, that I've seen on the board of reps, the city's land use department and the city's lawyer and the lawyer for whatever development is coming before us has taken the opinion that a signature is not a signature unless every single person on the deed signs. That's and then if, unbelievable. So if there's 10 people wow. on a deed and nine sign, then none of them count. And if there's 10 people on a deed and all 10 sign, it accounts as one signature. That's the, that's the opinion or that was the opinion of the Land use Bureau of the city of Stanford, of corporation Council of the previous administration, and then the, the Connecticut Supreme Court changed, changed that uh, to some extent. But there needs to be a lot of clarity around these definitions of a signature and a landowner and some other things. And this is strictly my opinion, Lisa. Clarifying that section of the charter would empower the people of Stanford to be able to make their own land use um, or be able to bring cases to the board of representatives and overturn the zoning board. And that was too much of a risk. For, for some developers and some really powerful people in the city who rely on the ambiguity the ambiguity of this section in order to be able in my opinion to bulldoze the people and their kind of their their application to or their petitioning um, ability and to just take us to court and and try to overturn decisions that have been brought before the Board of Representatives and it's unfortunate and that decision should have been made by the people of the city. And but so that has been taken away.
0: So the Charter Revision Commission proposed, and I'm just now recollecting from what I read that 300 uh, people who I guess met a, an expanded definition, if they had voted to have this go before the Board of Representatives, that it would go, in fact, before the Board of Representatives. Is that right? Yeah. So, so, um, in, in the charter right now, there's
2: two ways to uh, – there's there's two different types of cases um, that allow the residents to petition. The first is if it's uh, a, a zoning decision that applies to one piece of, of, of property, like one parcel or, or zone in the city, um, then the residents have to collect uh, either 100 signatures or 20% of – the landowners um, around within, I think, 500 feet of that piece of property. And then the other case uh, is if it affects multiple parcels of property or, or, or zones in the city, then uh, the, the residents have to collect 300 signatures from of landowners from anywhere in the city. Okay. Now what, what the charter revision commission did is because there's, it's very difficult to collect a hundred signatures Within uh, 500 feet of one zone, they also expanded the right of the residents to just collect 300 signatures from anywhere in the city, even if it if the the zoning decision applied to just one zone. I know it's so kind of complicated.
0: It is very complicated. So, <laughs> but I just want to come back up for a minute, mm-hmm, sure yeah. So, yes. so with and there were also some things about eminent domain. So with all yep. of this. Just to recap for our audience, we're chatting with Nina Sherwood and she is uh, the majority leader of the uh, Board of Representatives in Stanford and there is a tremendous amount of controversy that ensued because Mayor Caroline Simmons placed a phone call to her buddies up in Hartford. She knows them well. In fact, one of them, the Speaker of the House, Matt Ritter, said that that she was one of her closest friends, best friends, whatever, good friends. And um, the bottom line was that these very, very... Uh, specific changes that had been worked on very diligently by this volunteer commission were essentially made, and I'm putting this quotes now, illegal. But uh, we have to figure out what it means for them to be illegal. But basically, the rug was pulled out from under them. And instead of merely applying to Stanford as if that wasn't bad enough, because this was an end run around the process in Stanford and went to Hartford, In fact, what was passed by the legislature applies to the entire state of Connecticut, which in this case would be towns and cities over 20,000, which, or 25,000, pardon me, which is 115 of the 169 towns and municipalities. So lest you think this conversation is only about Stanford, it now very much applies to you and your community. The Board of Representatives voted last week. Nina, I want to ask you about Mm -hmm. this meeting. You voted 24 to 14 with one abstention. To urge Governor Lamont, who is a Democrat, to reconvene the legislature to have a special session to overturn this. Governor Lamont said he's not going to do that. Can you talk to me a little bit about the politics here? Because I read someplace that among the board of reps itself, there are only four Republicans and the rest are all Democrats. So this seems to be right now. This is not about pitting Democrats versus Republicans, if anything. It's about Democrats versus Democrats within Stanford. Is that accurate? Yep.
2: Okay. Uh,
0: Yes. If you look
2: at the votes, yes.
0: Okay. Definitely. And why do you think the 14 people who didn't vote for this didn't vote for this? In other words, I can understand why 24 said, excuse me, what did you guys do to us? What were the other 14 thinking about when they voted no?
2: Um. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to imagine for somebody like me to, I feel so strongly about allowing the people to decide that it's hard for me to put myself in their shoes and say why they did what they did. Um, You know, I can only kind of speculate, but I think a lot of it, you know, look, since I've been on the board in 2017, there's been a lot of pressure to follow party leadership, to not embarrass the mayor, to... um, To to in in a a lot of ways Put the party before the people And that has never been something That I have believed in I always believe that you have to Put the people before the party or anything else Um, But there are some people Who fall into that Uh, I mean there's some people on the board Who are worried about upsetting the governor um, Which I think is uh, Almost basically a ridiculous Thing to not try to enfranchise the people of your city able to uh, to be able to vote uh, on something that affects them so greatly because you're going to upset a, a politician. Um, there's people who are just very loyal to the mayor. Um, and then there's people who agree with what the mayor did. They think that this charter revision was dangerous and that it had to be stopped. And they were worried that, it, I guess, if it went to the public to decide that the public would decide to empower themselves. Um, and that was too much of a risk for them.
0: Nina Sherwood, unfortunately, the, yeah. Nina Sherwood mayor, Mayor Caroline Simmons is a brand new mayor. She was just elected. Yep. It's a four year term. Are there any, um, is, is there, are there any political rumblings that there may be consequences to her mayoralty as a result of this?
2: I mean, I think people speculate about everything, right? Um, I do think that if the public was informed through shows like yours, through the newspaper, you know, local politics is not something that people really follow, but I would make the argument that it affects them more than even state or national politics. But I think if the everyday person in Stanford really understood what happened and how their rights, to, uh, to to weigh in on their own self-governance was taken away on the most, in my opinion, the most important issues that face the city of Stanford, I think that they would be really upset, and rightfully so.
0: So, Nina Sherwood, the governor has denied this uh, request that was formally made by the Board of Representatives. What will you do now? Um,
2: so, the board tonight... Uh, the Charter Revision uh, Committee is uh, considering um, a number of different uh, requests that will go to the Charter Revision Commission to do kind of a second draft. Um, you know, I to be honest with you, it's, it's my hope that uh, we pass uh, what I'm calling a sunrise clause. So um, it's possible to maybe have a section of the charter uh, regarding land use that included some of the land use provisions that have now been essentially outlawed by the state to write them into the charter and say that these provisions um, do, not, uh, do not apply until the state changes, uh, you know, Public Act 23205. So basically give the rights to the, the residents to vote to have a section of the charter um, that will not apply to the city or that will not apply to the, the residents of the city um, until the, the state changes its legislation. So it's possible to put something like that in the charter. And that's what we're hopefully going to be working on tonight and Wednesday.
0: And then you turn your legislative advocacy back to your representatives who claim that they didn't, majority of them claim that they didn't know about this. Some of them, what Matt Blumenthal said he did and, uh, one yep. of your Patricia Miller was a sponsor, but not specifically of this legislation, but the overall larger bill. Um, yep. And I saw that there was maybe 30 seconds of conversation that evening, which doesn't guarantee that anybody could have paid attention to it. And certainly no nope. debate over this. No, so then this not a transparent process. Right. So then what you would do is you'd go back to your legislators and what, ask them to repeal this all together in the next session?
2: Yeah, listen— Lisa, I think that this this paragraph that was inserted is not is not long for for state legislation. I, there's there's no way that 110 municipalities in the state, once they realize what happened, because not everybody's going through charter revision right now. But once these states these municipalities go into charter revision and they get told, oh, you can't change any part of your land use uh, regulations in your charter. Right. All of a sudden, states and different representatives um, from across the state are going to start saying, hey, there's an issue here because the charter is designed to be responsive to the people. And now over half the state can't change their charter in regards to probably the most important issue, which is how they use their land. That, that's not sustainable for the state of Connecticut. And I think eventually it's going to have to be repealed. I think that this was done in the fashion it was done. Um, to block this specific charter revision. And I I actually think that the people who put it in probably have a sense of that, that they know that they're going to have to take it out because to tell the state, you know, 110 municipalities in the state that that you no longer can can be responsive to the things that are going on in your city uh, via land use and you're stuck in whatever regulations you have now through the charter that's not realistic for a state that's going to be growing and changing so this is eventually going to have to be removed and that's strictly my opinion and i think that the people of the city of stanford should have the opportunity on the ballot in november to be able to um, vote for something that once that legislation in the state gets removed then our charter will have something that becomes active and so i think that that's you know, an important discussion that the board of representatives is going to have.
0: Nina Sherwood, I want to thank you for coming on today. I invite you to come back on. I'll be following your own political career with interest. We'll have to see where this leads oh, thank for you. you. But I, um, I, I really appreciate you coming on the show and explaining to us what's been happening in Stanford. And as this um, story continues to develop, I hope you be in touch with us and come back on. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And thank to your listeners. Thank you. Nina Sherwood on the Lisa Wexler Show. Coming back, we're talking about nature, land use in a different way, looking at our butterflies with butterfly expert Victor Damassi coming right up.
1: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods